Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome into this Ryder Cup preview edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper, son of the all-time winningest U.S. player in Ryder Cup history, Billy Casper, who successfully captained the U.S. team to a victory at the Greenbrier back in 1979, and just an absolute stud when it came to Ryder Cups, and it's in his blood, so settle in and enjoy some commentary from one Bob Casper as we get you ready for the 43rd Ryder Cup next week at Whistling Straits. We got a great one for you as well. If there is someone who matches the intensity and the passion of the Ryder Cup with the Caspers, it is one Dave Stockton who also successfully captured in the U.S. squad on the war in the shore at Kiowa Island in 1991. We'll have an extended conversation with Dave Stockton coming up here in just a little bit. Plus, we'll welcome in Rex Hoggard for some insights on the team, and the caddy will join us for insights on the golf course at Whistling Straits. This is exciting stuff. It doesn't get any better than this in the game of golf, in the middle of the beginning of college football, the NFL, and now you take golf on the biggest stage in a team atmosphere, going head-to-head, you know, wearing the colors. This is what we live for right here as golf fans is what is going to take place next week at Whistling Straits in Kohler, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's pretty exciting to see what's what's happening, how the teams uh, have, have stacked up. Um, we're going to get more into that as we go along, but, you know, uh, the U.S. team – is has six new rookies that are going to be on the team this time, uh, six and six. And the European squad kind of has the old guard um, with, um, you know, with nine guys that have played before and, th- and three rookies. So it's it's going to be pretty interesting to see how those guys are able to stack up against the, the new guys with the Ryder Cup team um, and with the U.S. team. And, and then to be able to see how it all ends up by Sunday afternoon. So I, I'm, I'm just fired up. It's, 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 I love this part and I love the Ryder cup and um, kind of what I live for at this time every other year. There's no doubt about it. Well, all time, we mentioned 43rd matches, the U S leads 26 to 13 U S have won 
531 and a half points to Europe's 424 and a half points. So through 41 events, 956 matches, 348 players have competed in the Ryder Cup, and it'll come down to the final 24 for the 2020 Ryder Cup, held over due to COVID, being played here in 2021. We'll get into it all next. Thanks for joining us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. To get your highest performing tour ball, you need to build it with the highest quality. To get the highest quality, you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints. And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. 
Welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks so much for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. It's brought to you in part by Callaway Golf, the number one driver in golf. Check out CallawayGolf.com. And we thank you for joining us. And we are getting ready for Ryder Cup, as is Tony Fino. Yeah, so I, I was too. Yeah, I was with Jordan. We're standing on the green uh, watching him celebrate in 18. I'm sure he remembers that. And it's never a good feeling uh, losing and um, especially them having their home crowd behind them and, and cheering for them and things. So I remember that vividly. And at that time, I made it a goal to try and make this team so I can um, kind of return the favor. I think that is the theme for this one, Bob. Return the favor. It was a seven-point loss uh, two years ago, three years ago in, in actuality in Paris. And uh, I'll tell you what. We, we had a big win, six-point win at Hazeltine in 2016. Yep. Then we lost by seven. Now here we are back on home soil. And as Tony said, return the favor. And that's what you're looking yep. for, right? A big USA win at Whistling Straits. I, you know, I am, I am all about put your foot on their throat and just take it to them, baby. <laughs> and, you know, when you can win by six, but you lose by seven, I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it being out of reach. Um, and, you know, going into singles, maybe leading by four or five and, um, and just closing it out. So, um, yeah, I, I don't care if it's close. I don't want it to be close. I want it to be large for the U.S. contingent. Come on, Bob, for the drama, for the excitement. We want I a close match, right? I we, just want a W, a uh, big uh, W, <laughs> you, All right. You, I want to humiliate him. Well, I, I'm really – Yes. Oh, God. Okay. There's that passion I was talking about right there. It runs deep in that Casper family. And I don't know why, because for the entirety of your dad's Ryder Cup career, you know, the man never lost a Ryder Cup and rarely lost a match. I mean, it's unbelievable. His, uh, the record of Billy Casper and has won more points than any American Ryder Cupper in the history of the Ryder Cup. So you know a little something about this. It, it always worked out as, as you're with your dad as a player, with your dad as a captain, but your dad as a captain there in 1979, that was a big point and a big yes. uh, moment in the history of the Ryder Cup because that was now the coming together of the entire continent of Europe that brought in Savvy, that brought in Spain, you know, those, those players, and it really changed the trajectory of the Ryder Cup because to that point in time, it pretty much was a USA win every time. Yeah, it's... Uh... The U.S. the U.S. has always had an opportunity to win a lot of Ryder Cups, and, and as you remarked in the in the op- open of the show, you know the amount of points that that the U.S. has won, the amount of matches um, that that were leading in, because you know up until my dad's captaincy, as you said, uh, it was basically GB and I. It was the British Isles against the United States, and then. And then when they brought in Europe, it was uh, it was kind of interesting. Dad's team still um, was able to take those guys down pretty good, and he and he had some pretty good methodology about it. Um, but it uh, it turned around quite a bit with with some of the other captains, and it would it became pretty interesting, especially for the Europeans. The Europeans have this playbook that they go by, um, and. We instituted that up a playbook of our own with uh, Captain Paul Azinger that really kind of turned things around for us. And then guys have kind of worked away from it and guys have kind of 
uh, move towards it. And I hopefully Captain Stricker has moved back towards it so that we can have that continuity of the players being involved and having them buy in like uh, Paul Eisinger did. And uh, we have a chance to uh, for them to take uh, ownership of everything and uh, and get get them the best out of each of these guys with within the frame that they and the guys that they want to play with and that kind of thing. Well, there's no doubt about it. And if you need any further motivation for getting up for this one, we lost 17 and a half to 10 and a half in France in 2018. Yes. And you have players are our, our stars, the the legends of the game, the the marquee players, the best players of this generation in Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson got blanked. Absolutely mm-hmm. blank. Not one point. Not even no. a half a point was earned by those nope. players. Bryson DeChambeau, blanked. You know, you had Justin Thomas that shined with four points. You had Jordan Spieth that picked up three and a half, and you got Tony Finau with two points. Then you had a few other guys that sprinkled in a point here and there. Other than that, it was all team Europe. Now, if you go back to 2016 at Hazeltine, yeah, we did return that favor. Davis Love, the third captaining against Darren Clark, and it was Team USA with a 17 to 11 victory. And you'll never forget that one, the Patrick Reed and the Rory McElroy match as right. they went back and forth with the shushing and all that went through. I mean, it was a phenomenal, maybe one of the most, maybe the most exciting mono a mono match I've that ever was, seen, that right? Was definitely. Yeah. That was definitely, um, Pretty spectacular to watch how those guys were able to do that. Yeah, the point-counterpoint just back and forth. And then you go back to Scotland at Glen Eagles, and it was 16.5 to 11.5 for Team Europe uh, back in 2014. And that was Tom Watson, who was the captain, and Phil Mickelson came up, and he said, look, this this just went all wrong. I mean, Tom Watson shouldn't be captaining, and he really called him out and drew the ire of a lot of people, but that's what started the task force, right? Because that was the third consecutive loss by Team USA. They dropped it at yeah. Celtic Manor, 14 and a half, 13 and a half. That was Hunter Mahan, who literally chili-dipped the chip and lost to Graham McDowell to decide the cup. I mean, that was just heartbreak theater. And then you've got, of course, Medina. They're just outside Chicago. Davis Love the third against Jose Maria Olathebel. And Seve had just passed away, and Olathebel was saying, hey, something's going to happen, and wouldn't you know it? They mounted the same Brookline-type comeback that Team USA mounted against yep. them back in 1999, and they overcame a four-shot four-point deficit to win by five in those final matches. And again, players like Phil Mickelson losing matches and Tiger Woods in that anchor match that didn't matter at the time ends up with a tie. So uh, again, a heartbreaking loss. And then, you know, of course, you got Zinger with the win in 2008. So outside of the bright spots, you got a miracle in 99 for a Team USA at Brookline. You've got Paul Azinger's squad at Valhalla uh, winning 16.5 to 11.5 over Nick Faldo. In 2008, and then you've got Hazeltine in 2016. Outside of that, in the entirety of the 2000s, it has been all Team Europe. So to your point, I understand why you don't want it to be too close. Well, they figured it out, you know, and they've come in every single time as the underdog. And we've had the best players in the world, and we have the best players in the world this time. But in my opinion, those guys need to step up like they did with Captain Azinger, they need to win by four or five points. Um, you know, they need to have a lead going into singles, and they need to really have ownership of this thing and, and uh, you know, take these guys down. The, the old guard who have had so much success over, like you said, the 20s um, or the 2000s, 
and before that, I, I yeah, it it just needs to all be turned around and put on its ear uh, for the USA team. Do you find it interesting that they're beginning with foursomes and then having four ball in the afternoon? It seems like four ball has been more of our strength. If you go back and, and look at the matches and the way they've, they've played out, it just feels like, you know, we do better in, in four ball, which is, you know, best ball where both guys are playing their own ball. Um, and, and yet maybe it's, I mean, I don't know if it's a momentum thing, but it feels yeah. like foursomes tends to favor the Europeans. Well, uh, it, it seems like it does. Um, and for the most part, they have been more successful in the last while with us in foursomes. I think the U.S. team, like you said about momentum, I think the reason they do that is so that they can hopefully be on a winning note on Friday afternoon with the afternoon matches being four ball or best ball so that they have some momentum going back into uh, the matches on uh, or the team matches on Saturday morning. So I, yeah, I think it is a momentum type of a thing. You know, if we can, if we can split it, or if we can lead in foursomes, then um, capitalize on what we do best with the power and um, guys making lots of birdies uh, with the four ball. Then you turn around and do foursomes again. Hopefully, you have a lead going into foursomes, and and then um, and then capitalize again on Saturday afternoon with four ball and, and have a nice lead going into singles. So um, I think I think that's the thinking um, where Europe flips that around. And for the most part, they go four ball to begin with and then foursomes. And the last time uh, when we played over there in France, we took the first session four to zero. And then they brought it right back at three to one with uh, in the afternoon with the with the foursome. So well, we won three uh, to one actually, and then they came back around and won four zero. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, it's you know it. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. <laughs> it's gonna be really tough. But I'll I'll tell you what I'm holding out for a big victory for the U.S. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. When I flip on golfchannel.com and I see Kepka's talking about too much team, oh Bryson shredding his hands, prepping for long drive contests, you know, I, I start wondering, you know, hey, what, what is going on with this team? Well, we'll talk to Captain Dave Stockton, who captained the 91 team, uh, did the war on the shore successfully, a lot of passion. Former captain, former Ryder Cupper, two time major champion, Dave Stockton joins us next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hotel Park City, along with the spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. 
Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some. Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. You might know Mountain Land Supply for its plumbing products, but did you know Mountain Land Supply also carries landscaping, irrigation supplies, and tools. They can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe, sprinkler heads, and nozzles to use for your yard. Using smartphone technology, you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers. For all your landscaping needs, Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio talking golf back when 300 yard drives were big for real here's brian and bob all right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you here on Real Golf Radio. So excited and getting you ready for next week's Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. And uh, we're pleased to welcome in a good friend of ours. He won 10 times on the PGA Tour, 14 times on the PGA Tour Champions, two-time PGA Champion winner, and a Ryder Cup captain successfully done at Kiowa Island. You heard him from the PGA earlier this year. Dave Stockton joining us right now. Hey, Mr. Stockton, good morning. How are you? Thanks, guys. You can drop the mister, but it's good to be with you. <laughs> you know, I just always, and you always tell me that, and I just somehow, when I first say it, I feel like I need to just, I feel like I need to say it. I mean, there's a lot of respect. I mean, look look at that resume there. That That's awesome. I mean, congratulations. What, a, what an outstanding career. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. So, um, here we go. Uh, another Ryder Cup. I guess before we fire any questions, just what's your... How are you feeling about things from an American standpoint, and, and how do you? What are your your thoughts going into next week's matches? Well, I, I'm I'm excited about it. I think it's great. I, obviously, with the Solheim Cup turning out as it did, uh, you're wary of anything that might happen. But uh, I think Stricker has done an unbelievable job. I, I'm sure he didn't need the extra year to prepare. But uh, I, I'm expecting the Americans to play well for various factors. Uh, and I, you know, I, I expect a good outcome. Of course, I do every time, and I still remember France, and that didn't. And I'm sure a lot of the players mm. do too. That that didn't set very well. So they've got some reasons to go out there and do what they should do. 
you know, it's interesting this time that uh, the U.S. team has some youth to it or some rookies to it, six and six as far as those that have played before and six uh, that are rookies. The European team is now the old guard squad of like nine and three. Uh, nine nine players that have played before and three that are rookies. Uh, your thoughts about the picks and how the teams match up? Well, I mean, that's one of the biggest things I, I think that it helped Stricker on the American side is that he got six picks, which is unheard of. I mean, I would I would have killed to have four picks at Kiowa and only had two. Uh, for him to have six, I, he – he did some interesting things. We got to re- we got to look back and reflect on what happened to us in France. Uh, we only had, I think, it was four or five of the guys that had ever seen the golf course in France before the week, and they got there late. Uh, their Tuesday practice rounds for most of them was a nine-hole practice round. So in reality, they only had a day and a half to kind of get ready. And uh, you know what what happened to me? All I heard is this this course in France, it was a very tight golf course. Well, I'm thinking trees. When we get over there, and you could have you could have fed all the sheep in France for a couple of weeks there trying to eat how high that grass was. And, <laughs> you know, I don't think that was one of the factors that I think Burek, if there was anything to make a mistake about, he picked some long hitters, Nicholson and some others that were, they're, they're not accurate. And Stricker, on the other hand, fit length to whistling straights with his six picks. And I like what he said. I mean, he, you know, there's nothing. You you had a perfect example to take Kevin Knopf. I mean, he had a second and third within the yeah. month of, of playing the Ryder Cup. And so people were disappointed. You know, they understood maybe Patrick Reed, you know, coming off, you know, near-death experience for him with double pneumonia. But, uh what he did is I, I think he's like I did a Kiowa. He, he's formed partnerships, I'm sure. Uh, got the guys into practice this weekend, past weekend. And, uh, you know, I'm excited because I, I don't think there's any surprises to the American team. It, the question now is just they got to go out and they got to play their game. Whether they do or not, I don't know. But I, I suspect that they will. So Dave Stockton joining us. You're more of the opinion, hey, let's fit the when if it comes down to it. And and again, Kevin Kisner, Kevin Na, Patrick Reed. There are a lot of reasons, you know, to pick certain guys. When it, if if it's a pick 'em, then you're saying, look, well, then why not pick the guys that fit the golf course? If they're equal as far as team goes and maybe deserving of a pick, go with the ones whose strengths fit the course we're playing. Absolutely. I mean that's that's. And the other thing you have to take into consideration, for instance, my first pick, I mean, I pulled my, my eight guys that were going to be on the team uh, for sure. So that's why I'd say six or seven of the guys I talked to, you know, guys that knew what they were doing, Hale Irwin, Lanny Watkins, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, and I, Payne Stewart, another one, Azinger is another one. Uh, and I, I want to know who they wanted to play with, but, Straight out, I told him one of my two picks is going to be Raymond Floyd, which it turned out to be the oldest pick that anybody had made in Ryder Cup history. And I picked him solely to play with Freddie Couples because I, at that time, did not think Freddie Couples knew how good he was. We all knew how good he was, but he just, I don't think he did. And I figured playing with Floyd, which turned out to be perfect, that Floyd would get him inspired and, and let him go, let him play, turn him loose. And I'm I'm expect I'm expecting Stricker's done the same thing. He's taken his six that he had, 
And we knew Finau was going to be a pick because of how he – I still saw him at the Masters when he made the hole-in-one and looked like he broke his ankle and still played well. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be hes going to be great. And he was the leading star over there in France among the few that we did have. Uh, but I know good and well Stricker will have Finau going out with somebody and important, and they get used to playing with each other. And I, I just think what he's done is probably have of his four – that he'll send out in best ball and the four he'll send out in, in all in a shot that he's going to, he's going to have two or three ma- at least partnerships that know they're going to play together. will practice together and they're going to be ready to go. And it, I mean, with the European only having three picks, uh, cause they had two different ways. They had to qualify their guys having coming off two different tours. Uh, it's an advantage to the Americans, no doubt. You know, it's pretty interesting, you know, over the last little while, we've had two picks, we've had four picks, we've had three, we've had now six. You know, back in the day when you guys played on the Ryder Cup team, you had to you had to finish top tens to earn points, and you had to play yourself onto the team, um, you and my dad both. Um, thoughts about picks? Do you like the idea of picks, um, and, or do you think it, it's better that guys have to play their way on? Um, I like the fact that the captain has a, some leeway in, in molding his team. Let's say you got, you got eight old guys. I mean, I'd like to put fresh blood and give the guys coming up again. And we've seen how with Murakawa and, uh, Shoffley, some of the other young guys, I mean, they're stepping right up and yeah. they're playing like they're 30 years old and you can't deny those guys a spot. Well, the key is, is putting them together. But, you know, all you got to do, if there's a manual made, Azinger in 2008, when he came up with the pod system, uh, dramatically improved the chances of the Americans because we're realizing you got to bond the guys together mentally. And he didn't know that whether they, he, he knew he, he had 12 guys. Well, the Navy SEALs, when he saw their deal, they have a month to get 20 guys to act as a solid team and, and, and basically between 20 and 30 days. And they thought that was hardly enough time to do that. Well, the Ryder Cup captain has less than a week unless he's done a lot of preparation like Stricker's done beforehand. And so when he came up with his pod system, he couldn't figure out whether to have three four-man pods or four or, or a four three three-man pods, and Tiger answered that question for him in a hurry. He said, you can't have three-man pods because then you got to sit somebody every time. But if you have a pod of four, in fact, Stricker was in my pod in 2008 with Olin Brown and Raymond Floyd, and I were the three assistant captains, and Stricker happened to be in my pod. And it was interesting because those are the ones that we would not babysit, but they were the ones that we would watch intently and then report back to Azinger what was going on. And I, I thought it was the most strategic thing, and it was comical. I Faldo had no idea what was coming his way. Uh, Azinger had done, you know, he told, I want to have four picks. I want to have four assistant captains. As it turned out, he only needed three because he only had three pods. But the assistant captains are important because they are going to be the future future captains. I mean, they just announced, what, a week ago that Mickelson wasn't a player, but he's going to be an assistant captain because I, I firmly believe Mickelson's going to be the next captain in Rome. I know both both he and Tiger want to be the captain in, in four, four years from now at Beth Page, 
that page black in New York, but I suspect that'll be Tigers and Mickelson will be in Rome. And here's, here's Mickelson there at Whistling Straits and exactly where he should be because, you know, if he's going to run them, you want to, you want to get to know him. And that's, that's where the America we've, we've gotten trampled here lately, but I don't suspect it's going to happen at Whistling Straits. Dave Stockton joining us here on Real Golf Radio. We've got to take a short break. We'll come back more with the 91 captain from Kiowa, the War of the Shore. Dave Stockton next right here on Real Golf Radio. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada unlike anything you've experienced before. For over two decades, First Tee has created experiences that build character. We believe every kid deserves to feel supported, safe to try something new, and to be prepared for what comes next. We develop their swing, but more importantly, their inner strength. Because we know what's inside doesn't just count, it changes the game. Come join us at First Tee. Visit firsttee.org. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. 
Welcome back. Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Dave Stockton joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Of course, captain the successful U.S. team in 1991, Kiowa Island. So you mentioned a couple of things, you know, whether it's two picks, four picks, six picks, um, you know, strategies, pods, and Zinger seemed to figure it out. I do not disagree. It seems like, okay, finally we have a system that works, and yet it seemed to me on the outside that Team USA, PGA of America, whatever, didn't want to embrace or give credit to Zinger for what he came up with and cast him aside. He wasn't asked to continue on uh, in any really particular role, and it seems then we developed a task force and all kinds of different things, right, that have come out. What is still in place from any of that, and is there some sort of, I guess, group or committee or strategy that you think actually will work today that's maybe a little bit of a fallout from what Zinger did in 08. Well, it, it's all at following Zinger. You had, you had, uh, Corey Pavin. And I remember Corey, who was also on my team at Kiowa said to me, oh, I'm so excited. I congratulate him. He said, yeah, I've got some new ideas. I said, before you pass any of your new ideas down the line, you go talk to Azinger because Azinger got it right. And there's many things that are still going on because prior, prior to, you know, there's only two Ryder Cup captains in history prior to me that hadn't won the PGA, and that was Palmer and, and, your, and your dad, Billy Casper. Right. And obviously they totally deserved it. And yet the PGA, we never knew. There was like a secret committee, I guess, or whoever picked the Ryder Cup captains, and I knew when I won my second PGA, I had a good chance of – I wasn't assured of it, but I figured I was going to be able to be a Ryder Cup captain. Uh, but the – the odd part is that you'd have these things that they would do that made no sense, such as blackballing Larry Nelson, who'd won three majors and two PGAs, and still is, is would have made an unbelievably good captain, and they didn't pick him. And you still remember the second time Watson did an unbelievable job following me in 93, but when they brought him in after after we lost in, in uh, 12 in, in, in uh, Medina, Davis Love did no fault of his own that he got beat because the team did not play good on Sunday. It had nothing to do with the captain. That was a, that was a loss that shocked me. Uh, but uh, then the next captain, they bring Watson back, and Watson's second second time around was not as good as the first time, le- leading to the Mickelson getting up in the middle of that press conference. And some people got mad at him, but he's basically saying because Tom Watson went away from what what Azinger had done. In fact, he went to the point of saying, "Okay, I don't need four picks. I'm only taking three. And I'm when he said that, it surprised me because I, it's such an advantage to be able to maybe pair your guys the way you want them paired. Uh, <laughs> so there's a, everything that that Azinger did is still alive and well. Believe me. Uh, to the point that now when you pick them, there's, there's eight people from the PGA Tour, past captains and like, a committee of sorts, uh, and five, um, I think approximately five PGAs, but I know the tour controls it, the players do. So they have control of who's going who's gonna to be the next captain, and they've, they've lined them up. I don't know what past Tiger. I knew, I knew through the, the next two, but I have no idea what, because I'm out of the loop now, so to speak, but uh, <laughs> everything Azinger did is still in, in the pipeline, and you're seeing the guys. If you look at Stricker's resume, look how many times he's been involved with the President's Cup. 
Look how many yeah. times he was the cow. I mean, he's been there. In fact, he now becomes the first person to ever be a Ryder Cup captain that hasn't won a major. And I think that's irrelevant now here because, you know, he's from Wisconsin. There's going to be great support for him. And I suspect they're going to do one hell of a job. No doubt about it. So what are some of the strategy strategies that are involved in, in foursomes and four balls in the team competition? We know about the individuals. You know, it's just straight up head-to-head. But what types of things do you look for? Or what do you want to do with players in those two types of competition, team competitions? Well, <laughs> I learned my lesson early. Uh, I, in 71 at Old Wars, and I stood beside your mom and dad. As tears are pouring down their faces, they ra- raised the American flag. And I'm 20 minutes away from going out with Nicholas in an alternate shot competition and I'd never played a practice round with him. And I was playing great. And Abear saw fit to put me with Nicholas, and we go out there. We're about five holes in the round, and Nicholas comments, is that all the farther you can hit it? And I'm going, <laughs> well, you're the, best, you're the best player in the world. I mean, you ought to be able to you just, you know, work this out. Well, we end up getting killed. It's still the only Ryder Cup point I've ever lost. I mean, I've tied, I've tied one, but I, had, I haven't lost another one. I blame it all on my partner, which is beyond being facetious, obviously, because you have the best player, best player in the world. You ought to be able to win. Uh, but the, the thing about, to me, an alternate shot, you have to pair people of likability. And Abear sat me down in the afternoon after we got beat three and two or whatever it was and put J.C. Sneed in, playing the same format, and they killed him. Well, J.C. and Jack hit the ball about the same distance. And it made a great pairing. So whenever I paired at Kiowa, and you, you'd always pair, let's say you put, well, I have Steve Tate supposedly paying with Corey Pavin, okay? Pavin's going to be accurate. He's going to be in every hole, and let Tate would go. Tate could do whatever his thing was. And it's the same with Couples and, and uh, Raymond Floyd. Floyd's going to be steady. Couples can just, you know, let it go, be Freddie. And that's exactly what happened. But on the other hand, when you're playing best ball, when you're when you're playing where you have to have one ball in the hole, you want to take you want to take somebody that's going to be accurate, short, everything, what control the hole, and let the let the other guy do his thing. Where in the the alternate shot, boy, you better you better be playing from the same spot you're used to, or you're going to put a strain on that team. So it it you know to me the luxury of finding, and I'm sure Stricker's done the same thing. We have such a long team. They're gonna they're gonna have a bunch of guys that fit well together from a lake point of view, and I think they're gonna be able to, to play some teams, you know, all the way through. I, I would bet you there's there'll be at least two teams that are gonna play both the alternate shot and the best ball. And he's gonna ride them like he should. And but it, 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 you just can't throw them out there. You can't you can't just say, in my opinion, you can't just say these are the greatest guys in the world. Go out and kill them. Well, good luck. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's that easy. And I, I think the captain has to make some decisions. And of course, then the then the players have to. They have to perform. And they're they're what what happened to to Davis Love the first time. And I just shouldn't mention. Of course, he came back and went to Hazeltine, and we all know what happened at Hazeltine. He played phenomenal. He coached just the same as he had in Medina. But because the players played better, 
and had adjustment and they knew the golf course and everything. And that's another advantage we haven't mentioned is that the European team hasn't played the, the practice round, just like they did in Kiowa, which I could not understand how they did not. And I didn't necessarily want to invite them. You know, <laughs> they want to go fine, but we did. We invited them, you know, after the Masters or after Hilton Head. You know, it's not like it's that hard to get to Kiowa, and nobody played a practice round. So, um, you know, in looking ahead, when we play in Rome, I'm hoping that they send half the team or whoever they think is going to be on it and play the, play the tournament when they play the Italian Open on this golf course. Because I thought when I, we went to France and invited to go, Kathy and I had a great time. It was amazing because we got there, and they, I'm thinking a new golf course. Well, they've played the French Open there for 30 years. How much local knowledge do you think they had over us? Oh, yeah. And yet, yeah, I mean, it made, it made no sense. I mean, I, I was shocked. I was literally shocked. So, I mean, and that's the other thing we will tend to do is we'll tend to play on golf courses that they know. They know Whistling Straits for the most part just as good as we do, and that's one reason why, you know, they have, a, they have an older team because those guys have played there, you know. And so it's not going to be the shock that we had in Paris. It's just we're going to have to play better. That's all. Dave Stockton joining us here on Real Golf Radio. A great spirited conversation about the Ryder Cup. I just got to ask you a couple other things, and uh, we appreciate you taking some time with us. Uh, Brooks Kepka made some comments about the Ryder Cup to a, in a Golf Digest interview. I don't know if you saw that, but the headlines I thought read maybe a little bit differently than when you actually read the article. But his point is is saying that it's uh, you know for for fifty weeks a year what have you, you know, entire season, it's an individual sport, and then you come together for a team sport. And he said there's so much team that he doesn't have time to really get into his groove or decompress or sit on the couch or take naps. Those are some of the things he mentioned that are that help him to decompress, to play his best. Um, Paul Azinger took some exception to his comments and said, well, if you don't love the Ryder Cup, then perhaps you should relinquish your spot to somebody who does. And yet I look at it just as a, you know, maybe given Brooks – a little bit of, of, of credit here and, and wonder, is there something about that, that these players, you know, is there some things that a captain can do to allow them to have some individual time to decompress that would help them play their best golf? Or is this just something that, you know, the player needs to adapt to? Uh, well, first, this adaptation of the player is immense. I mean, because it's not you, it's the team. And they have to realize that. And, uh Kepka has a, a pattern that's been brilliant watching him in these majors. You know, he obviously reminds me of Jack. I mean, he focuses on the majors. I mean, when most of us started on tour, you know, we were excited to play anywhere. Forget a major or whatever else, you know. But but like Arnold and Jack, and they, they emphasize, like Kepka, they're emphasizing that. But here comes the Ryder Cup, and this is where the captain has to step in, and this is where the captain has to provide them, okay, Bruce, uh, so this is this is yep. Brooks. This is where we. This is where I want. Who would you like to play with? These are. I'm. I'm thinking you're either this person or this person, and it's how they psychologically we get along with them. Obviously, it's not going to be Deschambeau, but <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be somebody that he gets along with that they can pair a partnership because you know you figure both Woods and, and Mickelson had lo- have losing records in the Ryder Cup. And I think a lot of that falls on the, on the captain's part. I mean, Sutton tried to get the two of them to play together 
without much success or any success at, up in Oakland Hills. And I, I just feel <laughs> the captain's job, and he just, I'm sure they did it this last weekend, get used to playing with this fella or this fella. You talk to me. You're one of my key guys. You tell me. I'd rather play with him or, you know, whichever one. As far as being to have time out, it, it's a pretty hard deal. This has got to be bonding by the team. You can't uh, – is the Navy SEAL going to say, well, yeah, we're going to go out on this mission, but I'm going to need some time to decompress and do this. I don't think so. I think, you know, staying with the way Azinger thought is the fact that you're putting in, you're putting, you're playing for the United States of America. It's not an individual. It's not the, it's not the, uh, you know, going to the Olympics. This is a team competition and it requires different thoughts. So it's a matter of getting Kepka to wrap his head around that, which is as intelligent as he is. I'm sure he can do it. Uh, but it, it's, you know, it, 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 it's not easy. But it's well. It I tell you what, it's a hell of a lot better to lift that trophy than it is to to stand on the sidelines and watch the other guys go berserk like they did in France. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 hoping for some payback this time. Uh, we all are absolutely, Dave. Thanks so much for taking some time. Really appreciate it. Really good insights. And you know, I always loved you know the all these years you you maintain the passion for the Ryder Cup. I mean, we went through your resume at the beginning, and you've won you know lots of tour events. But uh, you can tell the Ryder Cup is something that means the world to you, and uh, you're super passionate and insightful. And we really appreciate the opportunity to visit with you about it. You got it. You got it, guys. Anytime. Good to talk to you. Take care. Thanks, Dave. Dave Stockton joining us here on Real Golf Radio. We'll continue our preview of next week's Ryder Cup right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms, an indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns, and Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now, and there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to bob at casbyrealestate.com. That's bob at k-a-s-b-y realestate.com. Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. 
This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com now back to real golf radio with brian and bob all right welcome back thanks so much to dave stockton for joining us hope you enjoyed that again there's few guys that share the same passion for the Ryder cup as what dave stockton does and it's always our pleasure to have him join us here every couple of years to talk Ryder cup i love it bob it just gets me yeah. fired up and you know he, he asking him that question about brooks kepka and uh, whether there's too much team and trying to tailor the, the, the room or the environment to fit these players' normal routines. And he said, look, it's basically, he said, it's not a normal routine and you just need to embrace it. You know, he gets it. He understands this whole process. He understands the Ryder Cup. He understands how important it is. You know, we talked about my mom and dad, his first Ryder Cup, standing there when they raised the American flag and they had tears rolling down their faces, um, you know, when my dad was was playing and he was playing. Um, so he understands it. And for the players to come into it, and a lot of this has has been – you know, with with the new guard type of players, uh, you know, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, David Duvall, all those guys coming um, coming in with a kind of almost a, a selfish type of an attitude, um, and that's what Brooks Kepka has done. So, um, Brooks Kepka, you know what? It's 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 one week out of the year when you shouldn't be in your normal situation of being selfish. It's one week out of the year where everything is team and. It's important for the team to gel together and win the Ryder Cup. Well, we'll see if he's listening on that one, Bob, and takes that advice. I mean, there is something about playing your best golf, and you ought to be able to be inspired in different ways and being inspired to be on this Ryder Cup team with your teammates and your captains and all the fans behind you ought to be enough motivation that you shouldn't need maybe a nap. uh, Yeah, just think of this as a major championship. And it should be thought of as a major championship like the Europeans have. All right, coming up on the back, back nine, hour number two, Rex Hoggard, GolfChannel.com, America's favorite caddy. He'll stop by as well as we continue our Ryder Cup preview edition here on Real Golf Radio. Bobby, just thinking, got to be so yeah. cool that of 348 players, your dad was one of them that's been able to compete on this yeah. Ryder Cup. So, so cool. Stay tuned. The back nine's next. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The White House is defending its vaccine mandate. Speaking to reporters, COVID-19 coordinator Jeff Zients said roughly 210 million Americans have received at least one COVID-19 vaccine shot. 
Zeitz saying vaccine requirements work. The sister of a missing Florida woman's fiancé is speaking out about the woman's disappearance. Cassie Laundrie telling ABC's Good Morning America her family wants Gabby Petito to be found safe. Me and my family want Gabby to be found safe. She's like a sister and my children love her. And all I want is for her to come home safe and sound and this to be just a big misunderstanding. Brian has refused to speak with investigators after he returned to Florida without Gabby. Protests taking place outside of his home. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans are now tuning in to Newsmax TV. It's one of the biggest media stories. Newsmax is available on all major cable systems. And if you cut the cord and don't get cable, you can still get Newsmax. Find it on your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and more. Just go to your smart TV channel guide or download the free Newsmax app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, or TiVo. And 7 million people have the Newsmax app on their smartphone. It takes seconds to download it on your phone, and there's no paywall or subscription. So watch Newsmax for breaking news anytime, anywhere. President Trump says Newsmax is really good, and Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why tens of millions of Americans are watching Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for breaking news. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. Security in Washington, D.C. is ramping up as a possible rally might be taking place at the U.S. Capitol. From the USA Radio News Cape Cod Bureau, Chris Barnes has a story. The fence is back around the U.S. Capitol building and the National Guard's at the ready in case it needs to be deployed over the weekend. As police say, they may need help with crowd control if things turn violent at a Saturday rally. As many as a 1,000 demonstrators are planning to gather, according to police, to support the more than 600 people arrested in the January Capitol attack. The events organizer calling them political prisoners and promising the rally will stay peaceful. Authorities say they're not taking any chances. In March, there was also supposed to be a huge rally in Washington, D.C. at the U.S. Capitol, which kept National Guard troops in the city. That rally never happened. More news online at usaradio.com. This is USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, walk up and down twice a day for 5 to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Some in the media are continuing to shame people that are choosing not to get vaccinated. Mainstream media continues to bash the unvaccinated in America. Don Lemon on CNN. I think we have to stop coddling people when it comes to this and the vaccine saying, oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly. Yes, they are. The people who are not getting vaccines 
who are believing the lies on the internet instead of science, it's time to start shaming them. What else? Or leave them behind. Journalist from the Hill, Joe Concha on Fox News, says this rhetoric does nothing but divide Americans. The irony of, of Don Lemon saying this to Chris Cuomo, you know, the guy who faked his own quarantine, that when broken down by race, we're talking about vaccine hesitancy, the highest is among African Americans. Something like 30% of African Americans in New York, for example, are vaccinated. That's it. From the West Coast, USA, Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Going a little bit more in depth on this story, and according to the most recent data put out by the Kaiser Family Foundation, across 42 states, the percentage of white people that have received at least one COVID-19 vaccine dose are 52%, which is roughly 1.2 times higher than the rate for black people, which is 43%. This as San Francisco Mayor Democrat London Breed was caught on video Wednesday night dancing and singing without a mask indoors at a nightclub. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Now, the back nine. Where business gets done. Where majors are won and boys become men. One day you'll get it. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on the Real Golf Radio Network. Welcome in. It's the back nine. Hour number two of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, whose father, Billy Casper, is the winningest U.S. Ryder Cupper of all time. And uh, certainly a lot of passion and insight from Bob and his family coming off of uh, what Billy was able to do in these matches. Just one of the Hall of Famers and legends of all time in the game of golf. And we thank you for joining us as we get you ready for next week's Ryder Cup. Hour number one was packed. We had Dave Stockton on for two segments. Of course, another passionate um, participant and former captain of the Ryder Cup. Uh, talk to us. If you missed that, you definitely want to give us a follow at Real Golf on Twitter. Look us up on your favorite podcast account, and you can download and listen to those interviews or the shows in their entirety. Still to come here on the Back Nine Hour number two, we'll get into our thoughts. Plus, Rex Hogger joins me for a little bit of a conversation about some of the storylines surrounding the teams, and then America's favorite caddy stops by to talk to us about Whistling Straits, the golf course, the venue that will host these 43rd Ryder Cup match. And again, with that, we welcome you in to our number two. And, you know, Bob, I had a chance to, to chat with 
Rex Hoggard earlier this week and talked mm-hmm. about some of the storylines and some of the things that he was thinking about. And one of the things I brought up with him is, you know, when all of a sudden I'm seeing Brooks Kepka talking a little too much about, hey, there's too much team out there. I need more naps. I need to prepare like I do every other week. And Bryson's out ripping his hands up, prepping for long drive contests and, you know, all of these types of things. I... I just can't help but wonder, you know, how this team is going to come together. There can't be a better captain than Steve Stricker for something like bringing a team together, and yet you still have to be nervous the way things played out at the Solheim Cup and, of course, certainly the way things played out in France three years ago. And it's crazy that it's these two, Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, who are bringing all of that to the forefront, you know, the guys that have had the big controversy so far this year um, in being back and forth and uh, and digging each other, those types of things. So, um, you know what? Uh, Bryson will heal uh, as far as his hands are concerned, hopefully, and Brooks Kepka needs to step it up and not be so selfish. The comment I made to Rex, and we'll hear from Rex coming up, is it doesn't smell too different than when Phil Mickelson at Oakland yep. Hills switched clubs and golf ball right before. And then remember, he went out and practiced on his own instead of practicing with the team. And when it didn't turn out well for him, that's when you have to answer the questions. And I still don't think he's lived that down. And that's what uh, I think Bryson is going to have to deal with, with his sort of all the stuff he's yep. got going on leading into this Ryder Cup. But we'll see. Here's hoping they can all come together. We'll get into it all next as we're just getting started the back nine hour number two of real golf radio this is brian taylor in 22 years of hosting this show the most life-changing experience i've had was getting lasik surgery from hoops vision i met dr philip hoops and dr phil hoops jr over a decade ago they helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits i would experience and the various options i had to choose from one thing was for sure i was done with contacts and glasses what a hassle not ideal for my lifestyle of course i was nervous it's your eyes after all but the hoops vision free consultation was absolutely key they were thorough and walked me through through everything to put my concerns to rest. And the day of the surgery was so easy. Really, one of the simplest things I've gone through, and it worked. I could see instantly. And 12 years later, I haven't had any issues at all. I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway. Well, you know, close to 300 yards. Anyway, schedule your free consultation today at HoopsVision.com. Join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir, Bruce and Boyd Summerhays, Bob Casper, and me. Oh, and mention Real Golf Radio, and you'll save $1,000 off your LASIK procedure. Do it now at Hoops vision.com to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints and to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core you need unique 3d x-ray that's why one tour ball is more centered than another and it might not be who you think chrome soft This ball really does change everything. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. Built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. 
Have you heard? There's an all-new experience coming to St. George, Utah. Black Desert Resort at Entrada is a full community resort experience featuring a resort hotel, private residences, world-class dining and shopping, a Tom Weiskopf designed championship golf course, and so much more. With a simple message of remarkable within reach, Black Desert Resort beckons you to visit and even stay for a lifetime. Exclusive real estate opportunities are available at blackdesertresort.com. Black Desert Resort at Entrada, unlike anything you've experienced before. Building a driver to deliver more speed isn't new. The way we're doing it is. We're pushing artificial intelligence to go even further. The new Jailbreak AI speed frame is designed to promote faster ball speeds across the face. It's a structural shift in design, delivering performance in a way you've never seen. We're not just building drivers, we're framing the future of speed. Only in the new Epic Drivers from Callaway. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Welcome back. Real Golf Radio brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in, in, in Entrada in St. George. Check out blackdesertresort.com. Exclusive real estate opportunities available surrounding the Tom Weiskopf Championship Design Golf Course. Pools, spas, hiking trails, hotel, you name it. It is going to be a one-stop golf destination in southern Utah at Black Desert Resort at blackdesertresort.com. Bob, let's get into some of these things uh, before we talk Ryder Cup, all things. I can't help but tell you, I, there's some headlines that caught my attention. We mentioned it before. <laughs> you got Kepka talking about there's too much team and he needs some more nap time and sports center time. Okay. Bryson shredding his hands, preparing for the long drive competition coming up. <laughs> um, and then and then this one. Kepka says, yeah, I'll catch Jack. I'll catch Tiger with fifth for 15 majors and probably catch Jack. Now, I talked to Hoggard about this, and we'll we'll hit this in the next segment. Yeah. But just real quick, uh, the the headline's a little salacious. But when you read his overall, it's it's kind of his overall comment. It's a little bit of Brooks being Brooks there with him saying, "Look, if you don't believe you're going to win, then what are you even teeing it up for? I've got 14 years left. I figure yeah. I'll win one a year. That's 14 more majors. That puts me at 18 with Jack." Well, you know, you we, we just talked um, in in last hour. We talked with Dave Stockton, and and you know, Stockton said he's you know this is the way Jack went about it. This is the way Tiger's gone about it. Those guys have always focused towards the majors, and that's the way Brooks goes about it. If he can win a few uh, regular tour events, then he's fine. But what he focuses on are the majors, and he wants to win every single one of them. You know, I'm sure he wants to get the career grand slam. Um, so, you know, I don't know if he'll get to 14 or 15. I don't know if he'll get to 18, but um, it would be interesting to see if he got to double digits. But I think getting to 15 or 18 is probably way beyond expectations in today's world of golf. No, let me answer that for you. He won't. No. First of all, he hasn't shown that he can stay healthy. So, right. yeah, he's 31. I get it. But he's got to stay healthy and he's got to get healthy and then resume. His, you know, I, we always talk about those windows. Well, we'll see. Maybe Brooks can, you know, 
blow that window back open again and go on another tear. I mean, he picked up back-to-back U.S. Opens and back-to-back PGA Championships. So mm-hmm. can, can he do it? Sure. He can win them in bunches. We'll, we'll see. But it is, it is an interesting headline. John Rahm talked about his player of the year runner-up to Patrick Cantlay and basically hinted that were it not for a couple of incidences with COVID, you know, uh, killing his memorial win and not allowing him to go play in the Olympics, he thinks it probably would have tipped the scale his direction. But he'll use that as fuel to get better and have an even better year next year. Well, you know, a major championship always bodes extremely well, especially in player of the year. It counts for two or three events, but you got to look at Patrick Cantley and how he finished out the year. What have you done for me lately? And, uh, and he got four wins on the year. So when, when that happens, it's pretty hard not to pick him. Yeah. Two of those though, were in events where Rom outplayed him. Uh, for the most part, one of them doesn't more, matter. Wins a win. I got you. I'm with you. And by the way, this one might be the biggest headline. <laughs> there is a well, there's a sighting of Jason Duffner in the gym. Bob Duffner oh, has been spending goodness. time in the gym. He's out playing this week in Napa, and for the first time in his career, he's getting serious about gym time. You know, the guy that brought us Duffnering sitting on the floor in the corner <laughs> of a classroom with a bunch of kids. He is now mixing it up with the Brysons and the Brooks and the DJs and you know Tigers of the world that are in the gym. Bob, they're in the gym. Duffner is in the gym. I, I, this is this breaks all molds in golf. I might actually have to get myself a gym membership if Jason Duffner found his way into the gym. Then why can't I? And remember, we were at Oakmont and we saw him Duffnering in the locker room when we went in to talk with Daniel Summerhays, who was playing well at that time in that event. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, I don't know. He's kind of an interesting kind of guy. He's won a major championship, of course, a PGA championship, and. Uh, you know, to be in the gym, he's he's probably wanting to make sure that he can extend his career a little bit before he gets onto the PGA Tour champion. He's he did say it's not to change a swing; it's just to help his body move and, and be able to pick up some speed, so that as he gets older, he can continue to swing like he did probably when he didn't need to work yeah, out. So, yeah. uh, you yeah. know what? Hats off, Jason Duffner. You go do it, Duff. I love it. Duffing and in the gym, why the heck not? All right, back to the Ryder Cup, Bob. Uh, We've got some possible pairings to take a look at. Just a couple of things as I was going through the Mm -hmm. Ryder Cup records. Thought it was thought it was pretty interesting to look at. So if you go breakdown of the points, we mentioned that Team USA leads overall five forty two to four forty two. So we've got a hundred point lead, but that's all the way from the first one at nineteen twenty seven. If you go Team Europe. Since yeah. Team Europe era, 1979, the, the year your dad captained, and by the way, mm-hmm. successfully at the Greenbrier. But since from 1979 through 2016, I don't know why they didn't take it through 2018. That's interesting. But anyway, uh, 286 to 273, Bob, in favor of Team Europe. They lead the foursomes 284.5 to 75.5. They lead four ball points 87 to 73. So that's the biggest margin, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we feel like the Americans maybe have an advantage. The score says otherwise. But singles, USA leads 125 to 115. So as we've always said, if Team USA can somehow get this thing close going into Sunday singles, we like our chances. Well, the reason some of those discrepancies discrepancies are there as far as points are concerned is that, you know, you have some years where – um, they've been good old-fashioned whitewashes, you know, like in in uh, uh, in Paris um, 
and, and a couple of the other ones where, you know, they've won by five or six points. Um, and we've had some of those ourselves, but for the most part, they've gone the Europeans' ways uh, predominantly. Okay, let me, let me give you some watches. stats. You're, let me just add some stats to that, okay? So okay. we've had some big old uh, butt kickings, and uh, we had a 15 15- point margin of victory we had a 14 point margin of victory we had three times where we won by 10 and once where we won by nine the most recent one on that bob was 1981 we won by nine how about largest margins of victory for europe okay yeah nine nine seven five five other than 1985 the five point win there and that was Seve bursting on the scene it, those five point win in 14, a seven point win in 18, the most recent nine points mm-hmm. in, in 2006 and nine points in 2004, their largest Europe's largest margins of victory have all come in recent history. Yes. And, and that's what I'm saying. That's why you see them having 10 point leads and foursomes and four balls and that kind of thing is because that kind of skews a little bit more that way when you've got those whitewashes. The idea now is, is to keep it closer, especially in, um, the foursomes, uh, keep it closer there and, and let the, the U S team excel where they excel is in four balls. And then, um, of course, in singles matches, the U.S. has the upper hand. You know, you also got to find guys that you can pair together to create some partnerships. You know, you look at, you know, most uh, winningest partnerships. You look at, uh, for the U.S., Arnold Palmer and Gardner Dickinson picking up five points. You got Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth picking up five points, which is a little bit why, you know, Reed probably wanted to play with Spieth a little bit more. And then you got Keegan Bradley and Phil Mickelson. Boy, that was a duo there. They picked up four points. Tom Watson, Jack Nicholas, Lanny Watkins, Larry Nelson with four points. So who are the pairings? What are the pairings we're going to see from Team USA where we can start to get some momentum? We got six rookies, Bob. Yep. Now you've got and when you got six veterans, so this can be part of the team of the future if these guys can start finding some partnerships and gelling together and working up. I think that's going to be critical for Team USA success, not only next week, but in the cups to come. Yeah, no doubt about it. Of course, we're going to see Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas together. They partnered really, really well. Um, you know, uh, I, I think, uh, I, I don't know, maybe a guy like Colin Morikawa and Xander Shoffley. You know, those guys, those guys are pretty good. Maybe Cantlay and Harris English. Um, I, y- y- there's a lot of guys. Harris said he can play with anybody, so maybe Harris and, and Bryson. Um, Daniel Berger is uh, is a guy that you would like to see with Scotty Scheffler and Spieth and Thomas in a pod like that. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they figure it out. Who are the who are the guys that are the standards um, that make up those pods? Each one of those pods and the guys that fit into those that that those guys want to play with. So um, I, I, I'm just excited to see what's going to happen. It's going to be crazy. Um, and, and I think, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going out on the limb here. U.S. is going to win. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's a limb exactly, but it is compared to the records we just talked about. JT and Spieth, three and one together in Paris. I think you definitely roll with them next week. Yep. And Brooks and Finau, they went one and one in four ball. Might see that pairing out there. Uh, we'll, we'll see how Captain Stricker wants to shake it up, but we'll take a break. We'll come back. Had a chance to catch up with. Our good friend Rex Hoggard from Golf Channel and GolfChannel.com. We talked about some of these storylines and get his thoughts on the team as they shape up and his prediction, which might surprise you, for next week's matches. It's all next as we continue right here on Real Golf Radio. 
Hey, when you're not hunting birdies on the golf course, you may just want to hunt or shoot. Get some guns and ammo. Yeah, it's what you want. It's also the name of the store. Stop in one of the four locations along the Wasatch Front with Get Some Guns and Ammo stores in Murray, Orem, Layton, and Tooele. A great selection of firearms. An indoor shooting range for rifle, pistols, and shotguns. And Get Some has a large selection of range gun rentals so you can try it before you buy it. Beginners are welcome. Come and learn from the experts at Get Some Guns and Ammo, open seven days a week. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. This is Brian Taylor. In 22 years of hosting this show, the most life-changing experience I've had was getting LASIK surgery from Hoops Vision. I met Dr. Philip Hoops and Dr. Phil Hoops Jr. over a decade ago. They helped me through the decision process of understanding what benefits I would experience and the various options I had to choose from. One thing was for sure, I was done with contacts and glasses. What a hassle. Not ideal for my lifestyle. Of course, I was nervous. It's your eyes after all. But the Hoops Vision free consultation was absolutely key. They were thorough and walked me through everything to put my concerns to rest and the day of the surgery was so easy really one of the simplest things I've gone through and it worked I could see instantly and 12 years later I haven't had any issues at all I can still see that tee shot land 300 yards down the fairway well you know close to 300 yards anyway schedule your free consultation today at hoopsvision.com join the list of happy patients like Mike Weir Bruce and Boyd Summerhays Bob Casper and me oh and mention Real Golf Radio and you'll save a thousand dollars off your LASIK procedure do it now at Hoops vision.com you might know mountain land supply for its plumbing products but did you know mountain land supply also carries landscaping irrigation supplies and tools they can help you design and calculate the exact feet of pipe sprinkler heads and nozzles to use for your yard using smartphone technology you can even control your watering with state-of-the-art controllers for all your landscaping needs go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio as we continue looking forward to next week's Ryder Cup, certainly one of our favorite events, and really excited to welcome in our good friend from Golf Channel and GolfChannel.com, Rex Hogger, joining us right now. Hey, Rex, how are you? Morning. It's funny. We always get towards this time of year and you start thinking about end of year stuff and awards, things you want to point out. And it always dawns on me that the best stuff is still to come. Like it seems like everything 
you start looking back and all the great moments normally happen at the Ryder Cup. So I had to put everything on hold until after next week. I love it. Well, you did come out with your 10 predictions for next year. I know that's always um, almost an impossible challenge, right? So I, I, I mean, <laughs> I looked through it and I kind of chuckled at some of the stuff there. But but I get what you're saying. There, there's a couple things that I really liked. I don't mean to say there's a couple things I didn't like, but... Um, you went with, I, I, I want to ask you about the two, and then we'll get into Ryder Cup. You said Kepka wins a major, Rory doesn't win a major. That's probably not the fan favorite, and you even mentioned that, huh? Uh, there's probably plenty of stuff that you, and there's plenty of stuff that I didn't like in that column. So by all means, feel free to point it out. Uh, that particular one, no, I didn't like it because I, I like to think I'm professional enough. I can cover someone like Rory, like him as a human being, admire him as a human being and then still be detached enough to say that, look, we just haven't seen it. 2014 since he won his last major. That is a long time ago. That's a career for some guys. And I'm not saying he doesn't have the game for it. He certainly still has the game for it. He put himself in hunt a couple times a season. I went back to Toy Pines where, I mean, he had a very, very good chance going into Sunday and ended up shooting 72, I believe is what he shot and finishing tied for seventh. And there's something missing uh, specifically on a Sunday and until I start seeing some sort of signs that he's found it, that he has, you know, rekindled that magic that when he had it, he was unstoppable in major championships. I have a hard time believing that he can win another major. Certainly Augusta National is going to be a hard call for him, seeing how that's the final piece of the Grand Slam puzzle for him. The other half is Brooks, and not to echo what he told Scott Digest this week, and certainly we can talk about that, but I, I don't know about him catching Tiger at 15 majors or even Jack at 18 majors, but I will say, if he's healthy, and that's always the caveat, he can do special things. I mean, he is a force of nature when he's healthy at a major championship. And there's no reason to think that given time, given enough rehab, given enough trips to the doctor's office, that he can't get healthy. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I did write that down as one of the things I wanted to mention. You know, huh. things that pop off, you, you know, the, the the page for you, if you will. Hey, Bright, I mean, uh, Brooks is going to – hey, look, I almost uh, dropped a Brooksy on, Bro- on Brooksy. Um, <laughs> uh, Brooks says he's going to catch Tigers 15 and Jack. Uh, and, you know what, the headline makes you just go, oh, here we go. But, you know what, reading his comments, I'm I'm kind of trying to understand Brooks being Brooks. And he, he's just going to have this, I don't care if it doesn't come off right. This is how I think. I'm a competitor. If you don't tee it up. You know, it's a lot of the things Tiger said. Tiger just had a better way of putting it that wasn't so abrasive in the sense that if I'm teeing it up, I should expect to win, right? And so if I don't expect that I can win at least one of the four majors I tee it up in every year, and I think I've got 14 years left, then, you know, that should be enough to catch catch Jack. And that's basically what he said. The headline sounds almost a little bit more salacious than his actual comments, in my opinion. And if we're being honest, I'd like to think that every at least top player, if you're a top 10 player in the world, wouldn't you want to think that way? Wouldn't you expect them to think that way? I mean, if they didn't, then, you know, maybe they're missing some sort of competitive gear. Now, this is not the first time and it's not going to be the last time that he comes off as a little abrasive and says something that maybe makes you roll your eyes a little bit. I'm with you when I actually read the quote. My mind immediately went, well, it's not that bad. Like, I get where he's coming from. And, And actually, I kind of admire that part of him. There's been plenty of reasons for me to roll my eyes at Brooks this year, you know, you mentioned Bryson and everything that he's gone through there. This isn't one of them. I mean, I'd like to think that every athlete in any sport likes to think that, yes, if I keep working and I'm healthy and, you know, maybe I get a couple of bounces that things go my way, I, I should be the best. Uh, now, catching Jack, catching Tiger, that's a lofty goal. But to his point, he has 14, 15 more good years if he stays healthy. I don't have a problem at all with him saying what he said. Nobody wants to be the Curtis Strange telling Tiger Woods, you'll learn. Nobody wants to do that to Brooks. Is that what you're saying? 
No, I don't think so. Again, because we've seen it when he is healthy. I yeah. mean, he can really do special things in major championships. Now it's the other parts of his game and his personality that may make you sort of recoil a little bit. Like he doesn't seem to care about other events. And like I said, in the Bryson thing, he seems to have come across as a bit of a bully. But in this particular case, I'm, I'm kind of team Brooke. Let me drop down to one of your other comments. The country club proves to be the year's best major. Now, major venue. Um, of course, whenever there's Augusta involved and you wrote that, uh, that's tough. Now, maybe I'm a Disney fan, but, you know, there's something about uh, Brookline that is, you know, sort of special with the whole Francis We Met story, certainly the Ryder Cup in 99. Uh, all of those, it, it does have a lure, and that's something that Augusta National has in spades. Tell me why you think this one is going to be so special. Well, it's, it's a tough neighborhood because every year you're going against Augusta, and let's face it, they're pretty good about figuring out how to dial up the excitement. And St. Andrews is, will host the Open Championship, and that's probably 1 and 1A on my list of major championship venues just because of the history and everything about the championships that go into those little t- little towns. But I just think, as you pointed out, I mean, Francis, we met on the U.S. Open there, 99 Ryder Cup. I think we all look at that celebration of Justin Leonard running across the green. I mean, that's one of the iconic moments in sports. And just out of curiosity, and as an aside, I would suggest anyone do this, go and read about the other two Opens that were played there. I believe Julius Boros and Curtis Strange won the other two Opens there. Really, really exciting finishes. I mean, they weren't dogs. They, you know, they weren't sort of runaways. They were exciting finishes. And I think it delivers. It's classic architecture. I wouldn't expect the USGA with Mike Wan in charge now to do anything silly and try to trick it up, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And one we haven't seen, I guess, uh, since 99. So, it, and, and it hasn't had an actual, you know, tournament. There are major championships since Curtis Strange, as you pointed out there in 1988. So, uh, yeah, something we don't see very often. It's almost a peek into one of those really prestigious golf venues like Pine Valley that you just don't get to see very often. So for that standpoint, yeah, I think Marion could be another example. When Marion, when Justin Rose went on to win at Marion, that was the first time we'd seen that in a long time with, with a storied pass. So I do, I, I, I'm intrigued for sure. I'm just hoping that we're going to have a major championship season with a major championship gallery, fans, you know, patrons, the whole nine yards, right? So that we can actually experience it how we want to experience major champions. That, that's my biggest hope, right? I do as well, and I think the Ryder Cup's going to be a huge litmus test going into next year for everyone, from Augusta National to the USGA, certainly to the PGA Tour, because they're going to sell out, and it's going to be a full house, and you're going to get an opportunity to see exactly how this works. Now, we're seeing it in other sports. I mean, you and I have both probably paying attention to football the last two or three weeks, and those are sold-out stadiums, so there's other things you can compare it to. But I think the Ryder Cup will be the first really sold-out day at a tournament since the Players' Championship, I would think two years ago before the pandemic. So it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel and GolfChannel.com joining us. If you want to check out his article, go to GolfChannel.com. Ten thing, ten predictions going into the new season, which is already underway. I almost forgot. I was so into the Ryder Cup. I was like, oh, yeah, they're playing in Napa this week. But you mentioned Ryder Cup. Okay, here's a couple of things, Rex, that just kind of jump off the page to me. Kepka's talking about, to quote, too much team. And, again, we can dissect the headline from the actual comments. But I, I read Kepka says there's too much team in the Ryder Cup, and Bryson is shedding his hands prepping for the long drive. I, I, I just I have thoughts back to Mickelson at Oakland Hills in 2004 when he decided to switch equipment right before. And it, it just seems like there's a lot of distractions, at least amongst those two guys heading into this. Am, am I reading too much into this? When it comes to Bryson, and we did a video this week with my colleague Ryan Labner, and he was kind of on the side of when it comes to Bryson getting ready for the long drive thing, didn't feel like 
it was going to be a distraction. And I said, it doesn't matter if it's a distraction or not. Go back to, you just brought it out. Phil Mickelson changing a golf ball before the Ryder Cup. He has yet to live that down. So mm. if you would just if you just assume that Bryson goes out and healthy another week like he did in Paris, where I believe he did not win a match. He, he went 0-3-0, and if I remember correctly, or 0-4-0. If he has another week like that, I'm curious to see how that this hits on Twitter and social media because it's not going to go over well. I can guarantee you that. I mean, people are immediately going to say he was distracted, he was worried about other things. You're only setting yourself up for heartache in this particular situation was kind of my point. Uh, and again, to go to the Brooks stuff, and I feel like I'm seeing the Brooks apologist during this interview, he's not <laughs> the first one He's not the first one to say that it's really about distraction when it comes to the Ryder Cup. I mean, I, I had a chance to talk with Steve Stricker at Eastlake a few weeks ago, and he brought this up. Like, I want to do away with all the nonsense. I want to do away with all the distractions. He actually said that, in a weird way, the pandemic has helped because they don't want to put people in a small room next to each other. Like, they want to try to keep the team separate. They want to try to keep the teams away from the general galleries for obvious reasons. You don't, do not want an outbreak. That's the Ryder Cup. So, in a lot of ways, I mean, he's just echoing what Steve Stricker has said and what I would venture to say hundreds of other players have said, that, look, if you just treat this, like a normal event, it's not going to feel like a normal event when you get to the first tee. We all know that. But you're an athlete, and you've conditioned yourself to prepare in a certain way. And by and large, you've figured out what works for you. You have to stick with that routine. So, so Stricker's going to allow for nap time? Is that where you're going with this? I sure hope so, because I could use <laughs> one all next week. <laughs> All right. We had Dave Stockton on earlier, and I love talking Ryder Cup with Dave Stockton. There's few guys that are more passionate about the Ryder Cup than the former captain uh, from Kiowa back in 91. Just just love that guy. I love chatting with him. And I asked him about this, and he said, you know, it is a little bit different. I mean, the Zinger took the whole approach of, hey, Brooks, if you don't love it, relinquish your spot to someone that does. I'm not sure that uh, Stockton was willing to go that far, but he did say that it's something that you should embrace and uh, and, and and recognize for the special uh, event that it is and enjoy the experience rather than trying to tailor the Ryder Cup to your experience was, was kind of how I read what he was saying. I, I would agree with that. And, and look, I mean, we're going to look at Brooks and what, he's, what he said, and we're going to probably dissect it a little bit, but I go back to David Duvall. I think he referred to it as an exhibition. Mm. And after he played in an exhibition and he had a change of heart, he said that, look, it is different. Like it's exciting. It's overwhelming. It's your heart is pounding. It's not like anything else in sports. Rory McIlroy said the exact same thing. As a matter of fact, he kind of came clean in Tokyo saying that I I kind of talked down on the Olympics. I talked down on the Ryder cup and I was proven wrong on both cases. I probably need to take a little bit more time in the future to think about what I'm saying. And, Again, Rory's going to do that because that's his personality. But I think a lot of players end up in a situation where they're kind of like, ah, oh, it's just another event, the next exhibition. You get there, you feel it, you know the difference. Yeah, no doubt. Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel, joining us. All right, so how do you see it shaking out? Obviously, Whistling Straits is a big venue. Stricker put big-time golf, pl- uh, big-time hitters on his team. How do you think this all shakes out when it comes down to the matches next week? When he made his picks, I thought, yeah, he nailed it. And we can sit here and talk about Billy Horschel and Kevin Nahn, some of the guys maybe Patrick Reed, that he left off the team. But when Stricker sort of drilled down into what he's expecting from Whistling Straits, and I'm not quite sure we'll see a golf course set up with such a home field advantage like we have in recent years. Certainly the Golf National was an example of that. But what he wanted were guys to make a lot of birdies. And that's what he got. I mean, you look at Scotty Scheffler, uh, one of the true, true rookies on that team, seventh on the PGA Tour last season, and birdie average. He got the team he wanted. Now, whether or not they produce or not, that's up to the players. But I think as far as you know, passing grades go, what to expect, 
I think Stricker is ahead of the game. All right. So do you think, are you of the a mindset that the captain has, that the captain's strategy plays into the success of the team, or is it more just the guy's got to play better or who plays the best amongst the, the actual players? I think to a certain degree, a captain's strategy, uh, certainly the captain's pick, how the captain wants to set up the golf course, all these things matter. I mean, you want to try to put your your team in the best position to win. And both sides have done that. Again, in France two years ago, they set that golf course up for a U.S. team that if there would have been a stroke play event there that week, I don't know that half the U.S. team even would have made the cut. I mean, it was clearly set up for what the strength of the European team was. And that was hitting a lot of fairways, hitting a lot of greens. The U.S. team has done the same thing in the past. Hazeltine, Medina, it's what they've done in the past. But once, I mean, once we get to Friday, I really think this boils down to how the, how the players execute. I mean, Stricker has been clear about this. Davis Love was clear about this in his two stints as captain. All I can do is try to foresee whatever's going to make them comfortable. I want to put them in the best position possible. But once they walk to the first tee, it's out of the captain's hands. Who's, uh, who's going to be the MVP in this one? Uh, I, I, this is not going to be popular, but I, I have a hard time not believing that John Rahm and Rory McIlroy somehow do something special. And I don't know. I mean, you're looking at such a different feeling for both teams, right? The average age of the European team, I think, is 34 and a half years old. The average age of the American team is 28 and a half years old. So it seems like it's a passing of a torch almost for both teams, where this is sort of the last stand for those European war horses that we've seen for so long, Lee Westwood, Ian Poulter, Sergio Garcia. But when you look at how good John Rahm has played, when you consider... Rory McIlroy is playing well enough right now. There's no reason to think he can't show up and be normal Rory McIlroy. It's hard for me to imagine a way that the Europeans get beaten this. Really? Wow. So the, yeah. the on paper, the whole world world rankings, everything like that, you're going with the what you've seen the last 20 years in Ryder Cups. Uh, well, we always do the paper tiger thing, and I, I kind of write about this too. Like, do we forget the fact that Europe has won seven of the last nine matches, right? including the last one that was played by seven points, no less. Like, it's not it's not that close. I mean, I wish it was. I, simply from a journalistic point of view, I want to go there and cover a one-point match and have it come down to the final match and all the excitement that goes into that. So it's not like I'm, I want it to be a blowout. It's just this is what recent history shows you. And now, granted, it's a new U.S. team. It's a young U.S. team. I think Stricker is on to something by kind of turning the page and letting the next generation come in and experience this and see what they can do. But I, I pointed out that Stricker wanted – players who make birdies that's the way he's going to set the golf course up i did a video yesterday and i hadn't even really paid attention and it dawned on me when i glanced at the stats that john rom is tied for first last season in birdie average on the pga tour he tied for first with rory they make four and a half birdies around it is hard to imagine how those two guys don't excel on that golf course Mm. Well, you're not wrong. And you know what? It's, it's true. The Homer in me says, you know, go USA. The cup stays here. Uh, but the history suggests that team Europe, despite the whatever's on paper, they are the team to beat. They are the favorite in this thing until something changes. And we'll see if Steve Stricker and squad are able to make those changes. Rex, as always, man, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for taking the time. Enjoy being there next week. Uh, we will miss being there, but, uh, hopefully next year things get back to normal and we'll see you out there on the road a little more often. I'll miss you next week. Thanks for having me on. Okay, you got it. Rex Hoggard, Golf Channel, and GolfChannel.com joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Born from 10 years of research and innovation, the shaft synonymous with high performance and unrivaled feel is back. Introducing the all-new Matori X from Fujikura. 
built to amplify the performance of today's driver heads with a reinforced bias core and a torsionally stiffened handle, Matori X doesn't just add speed and stability, it multiplies it. Get custom fit from Matori X today. I started Folds of Honor above my garage 13 years ago because 90% of spouses and children of killed or disabled U.S. service members receive no federal education assistance. Our mission has never wavered. We honor their sacrifices by educating their legacy. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to you, I will be a construction engineer. An elementary school teacher. Thank you for helping me fulfill my dream of going to med school. We're able to award these scholarships because patriots like you refuse to turn your back on the cost of freedom. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today. Your $13 a month will help ensure we never turn military families away. This is your call to duty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thanks to people like you, I know my dad is not forgotten. Those who know love heading to St. George, Utah for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What if there was a Scottsdale-style golf resort in St. George where you can stay and play? And what if you could own your own residence there? Well, now there is. Introducing Black Desert Resort at Entrada. The second and final chapter of the Entrada Vision offers a full community with exceptional amenities from residential villages, hiking trails through preserved lava flows, spa, world-class dining and shopping, and a Tom Weiskopf Championship Golf Course. It's literally an outdoor paradise that will strengthen family bonds and make lifelong memories. That's life at Black Desert. Find out how you can stake your claim at blackdesertresort.com blackdesertresort.com exclusive real estate opportunities are available now black desert resort at entrada unlike anything you've experienced before to get your highest performing tour ball you need to build it with the highest quality to get the highest quality you need to pass more than 150 consistency checkpoints And to guarantee your tour ball has a more centered core, you need unique 3D X-ray. That's why one tour ball is more centered than another. And it might not be who you'd think. ChromeSoft. This ball really does change everything. Now, back to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper on Real Golf Radio. Real Golf Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It's brought to you in part by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Check out odysseygolf.com. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is. The Caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks so much for being with us on a Ryder Cup edition. And I know this man has been working hard on the books that the players will be using for the upcoming 43rd matches. Caddy, uh, is this going to be a good venue for a Ryder Cup match play or what? I think it is a good venue for it. It's um, it's a little bit tough to get the uh, 
everywhere as a spectator. Um, if you, if you follow one group, you'll be okay. It, it might be a little tough to run around here and there, but, um, it's pretty cool. I mean, what a, what a track. It's a bomber's course and it's set up, uh, it's set up good for the bombers. So how, how long is this golf course going to play? Well, that's a question because, you know, the, there's, there's the yardage and then there's how long is it going to play? Um, what's really interesting, the last three days here, the wind blew in three completely different directions and blew pretty good. Previous to those three days, it was dead calm. Hmm. So who knows, who knows what, who knows what we're going to get. But the, uh, I mean, the cor- it's like any oceanside course, even though we're not really on an ocean, although it looks like one. Um, the, the wind just radically changes everything. So hopefully we'll get some, uh, Varied winds to, to spice it up a little bit, but it's lo- it's long. I mean, you want to you want to be a bomber out on this track. There's no question. Uh, everything's kind of cut down. There's not a whole lot of hay everywhere to hit it in. Uh, you can hit it. You know, you can spray it a little bit and and recover. Um, it'll be fun watching Bryson. <laughs> yeah, he'll be, he'll be he'll be taking some lines. Or, is that what you're the, saying? Well, if his hands are okay, I mean, he's good he's <laughs> enough for the National Long Drive, right? It's like the day after the Ryder Cup, he's going to the National Long Drive, so he might as well prime it here. Let's go. Boy, how much is he getting paid for that, by the way? How many how many long drive uh, competitions have featured a recent Ryder Cupper? I mean, are you kidding me? I only know a couple tour players who, I, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, Dennis Paulson might have won the national long drive one year and he, mm. he played well on the tour. He won Westchester. Yeah. Um, he does, he does PGA tour radio. Yeah. He's a, yeah. I think he might've won. Uh, he might've won the national long drive itself. I'm not sure, but uh, he was one of those guys. So not many is the answer though. All right, let's so go back. Sorry. Go ahead. So, so it'd be interesting to see what those guys think him coming in and him doing that, you know, are they accepting of him or, or, uh, w- what they're saying about him, uh, you know, what what's this guy thinking, so to speak, and coming off the Ryder Cup? But um, are are there any particular holes on the golf course that that they could do some things like make them drivable, um, as far as par yeah. fours are concerned, or are they gonna are they gonna extend out out the par threes to the max? Are they you know you you've said the long guys are gonna definitely have the advantage. Yeah, the, the par threes are close to maxed out. The only one they're not playing the very back tee is 17. That brutal one down the hill with the volcano right. bunker and the yeah. the cliff to the left. You know, I looked, I, I I walked along the edge there, and and uh, I mean, if you hit it down there, you you just pack it in. You know, you need you need Mickelson. Phil Mickelson's got to hit it over Will Chamberlain, not just Steph Curry, if he hits it down there. So that's how steep it. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, but um. Yeah, they, uh, we don't have, so number six, you could, number six could be drivable. They might play, they, they'll play an up T there. It's got a down slope. You might see a lot of guys hitting a drive trying to feed it down the fairway. So that's kind of a cool one. Number one might be drivable. It certainly could be Bryson. Um, it's, it's playing short. They're playing the second tee. They got huge amphitheater around it. It's just it's so cool to see the stadium to start the Ryder cup, you know, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's, that's a short hole that guys will, 
a lot of guys might be firing it down there. You, you got to be pretty exceptionally long to drive it on the green, but we have a couple of those guys. Tony could do it. He could get Bryson can certainly give it a shot. Rory, um, Rom. Yeah. So, but, but that's, uh, let's see, is there anything else drivable? Not really. I don't, I'm just trying to think up number six. Yeah. But that's about it. It's mostly brutish, maybe 14. 14's got a 350 front on the back tee. So Bryson might, he might think about that. Mm. Yeah. Widow's Watch is the name of uh, number 14. It measures 401, par four. Uh, the last of the quote short par fours is the way they describe it. Yeah, it is. It's just everybody's going to rip a drive down there as far as they can and hit a wedge in. You can go over the corner, but you got to fly at 345, 340-ish, um, or you're not going to be happy. But, I, you know, that's, yeah, you get the wind yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, I, what about the greens the up as little. far as speeds and that kind of thing? They're not, uh, right now, they're they're certainly not U.S. Open or Masters, and they probably won't get them that fast because when you have a course with, So I think they'll be, you know, probably putting them 11, mm. 11 and a half maybe. They're not, they're not going to do any 13s or 14s out here, I don't think. That'd be a little, little uh, taking a chance, you know. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. All right. Well, the slower uh, greens are favored cool favor the Europeans. The, yeah, they, they, um, the, the course is interesting. It's it's. Vis- intimidating off the tee and it's not actually there's plenty of room on a lot of tee shots but you you look at some of these looks and it's like what do I do here where do I go and it looks a little scary and uh, <laughs> yeah I mean it, it's a it's a every you know you got to play it there's certain courses let's go play it but but uh, it'll it, it's like Oakmont it'll it'll beat you up and Carnoustie, it'll be it'll beat you up. No, no doubt about it. I love sure. the, the the names of the last three holes: endless bite, pinched nerve, and diabolical. Uh, that's that's pretty pretty clever uh, writing there. So uh, number number eighteen, yeah, you could you could spend a long time playing eighteen. You could spend a long time playing. So, yeah, you know what? It could be you could have a morning tea time and maybe not finished by dark if you had trouble on eight seventeen and eighteen. You could be there a while. Yeah. Hey, hey, caddy! Before we let you go, just just explain what it's like, even from a you know from a caddy standpoint, to be inside the ropes in this arena for a Ryder Cup. Just what is that feeling like, and how different is it than what you experience the rest of the year on tour? Yeah, it's 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 way different than anything else. Um, the, the the team atmosphere is really cool. I think a lot of guys embrace that because you never get to do it, and everybody used to play team sports growing up, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, I yeah I ran into uh, I guess it was on Sunday. I ran into Davis and, and Jim Churik and Freddie Couples. They were out walking along with the team. Phil was out playing with the team, um, and so uh, I know Freddie's really he's totally into this team stuff. He loves it. It's, it's cool. It's, it's just, mm, it's the atmosphere. I, unfortunately, in my one Ryder Cup that I caddied, it was Oakland Hills, 
Uh, we got oh. pounded pretty good early in the, early in the morning on Friday, and I and we played later in the day. And we never had. I was so looking forward to the USA USA chance and all that kind of kind of stuff, and it never really materialized like that because we were down too too much too soon, and we never really got any crowd momentum, which was kind of a bummer. So I missed out on that. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it missed was out quiet on the inside the ropes part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was quiet. We were there. It was a whole lot of all. That's where I was fully introduced to Ole Ole Ole. Uh, unfortunately. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. can't. I can't stand that. I can't, I, don't, I don't listen to that song. <laughs> well, Caddy, we're out of time, man. But uh, great insight. Uh, we'll let you get back to work, getting ready for this Ryder Cup, and we'll see how it. Man, we'll be right in the middle of it next week. Can't wait. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. That's the Caddy right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll wrap up the show next. Thanks for joining us, Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, BT here, and Bob and I are two happy customers of Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm absolutely in love with my new Yoder YS640S. This is the most versatile smoker grill I've ever used, and its Wi-Fi makes it a cinch. I feel like a barbecue pit master. Hey, whatever you need from grills and smokers to rubs and sauces, Barbecue Pit Stop has it for you in one of their three locations, Lehigh, Salt Lake, or Layton, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. Hotel Park City, along with the Spa and Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, are open. Parents were tired, forced into homeschooling, juggling work at home and kids at home. Well, take a staycation and escape to Hotel Park City. The pool's open, fitness center, bandanas grill, Ruth's Chris, the spa, and the golf course. From suites and the cottages that offer private hot tubs on the balcony and three fireplaces, you got to get away. To Hotel Park City, call 435 940 5077. That's 435 940 5077 for reservations today. 2020 has been a lesson in the unexpected, but the real estate market has adapted to the new normal. I'm Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio and the Casby Real Estate Group. With trends we've seen and the COVID vaccine, it helps us to make predictions for 2021. So here's what you can expect. Interest rates will continue to be low. Home values and prices will continue to rise for now. And there's going to be more new construction. No one can predict the future, but we have the experience to develop a unique plan just for you. So let's talk. Send an email to Bob at Casby com. That's Bob at K-A-S-B-Y realestate.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. 
Temperatures are rising, and you know what that means. It's time to turn your water on your sprinklers. Turn to the experts at Mountainland Supply to get you the right products for your yard. Mountainland Supply is an exclusive Rainbird Golf distributor in Utah. That means the golf pros and superintendents trust Mountainland Supply and Rainbird for their sprinklers, controllers, pipe, and everything they need to irrigate the golf courses. Shop where the pros shop. Go to mountainlandsupply.com to find the location nearest you. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. It's been a fun Ryder Cup show, Bob. I'm excited. And Rex Hoggard said that he likes to think he has journalistic integrity and he'll look at the numbers and he picked Europe. I'm going to go away from that entirely. I'm a fan. And I'm picking USA right along with you. I think they're going to repeat a little Hazeltine. It's going to be raucous there in Wisconsin. And it's red, white, and blue with the cup. Yeah, and I think it's going to be like Hazeltine as well. You got young guys on there and new guys on there that are chomping at the bit to win. And uh, and I think it's going to be, the score is going to be very similar to what we saw at Hazeltine. I think you're going to see some new young guys embrace it and emerge in Ryder Cup lore. For Dave Glauser, he's Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. Enjoy the Ryder Cup. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7. A special news and update station you control. That's iHeartRadio.com slash talk.